From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Missing flight search involves amateur radio emergency communications. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. You have tuned WIA National News, this edition for week commencing March 16, 2014. When flight MH370 ex Kuala Lumpur bound for Beijing disappeared from the air traffic control radar, the MAS Emergency Management Centre, EMC, at Kuala Lumpur Airport provided accommodation for all next of kin at the Everly Hotel. The Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society President, 9M2IR, Mod, said Martz was asked to provide a link between the airport and the hotel. Nesrak, a club from Sabilin, provided the volunteers for the station at the airport's emergency management centre. Martz provided a cross-band VHF-UHF link to avoid any unnecessary interference from the public services. An HF link was later added. During the call-out, there were 11 volunteers at EMC and 23 at the hotel on a shift roster for the link. Mod 9 Mike 2 IR, who oversaw the entire process, said Martz, an IARU member society, was pleased to be able to provide the link on this very tragic occasion. Raygun. Aussie scientists race to develop lasers to shoot down pieces of junk dangerously speeding through space. What may sound like science fiction is the goal of an Australian team working to zap orbital debris with lasers from Earth to reduce the growing amount of space junk that threatens to knock out satellites with a cascade of collisions. The laser project is very realistic and likely to be working in the next 10 years. Matthew Collis, Director of Australian National University's Research School of Astronomy and Astrophysics, told Reuters, Australia now has a contract with NASA to track and map space junk with a telescope equipped with an infrared laser at Mount Stromlo Observatory. For more, visit Reuters or Google ANU Space Junk. New efficient lights can wipe out radio communication. As we conserve energy by the use of compact fluorescents or LED light-emitting diodes, occasionally things go wrong with these devices, also radiating radio interference. The old pear-shaped incandescent bulbs were very inefficient. However, some of their replacements do not meet emission standards and are the source of an electromagnetic interference. In the USA, fluorescent lights in a Los Angeles office are causing problems for Verizon's long-term evolution or LTE network. Among the other cases being investigated by the FCC is one we told you of several months back, that of the lights in a Texan hair salon getting into the mobile phone network. In Australia, complaints about TV reception have come to Australian Communications and Media Authority, which has traced the problem to some of these LED lights. In England and elsewhere, there have been TV interference complaints even spreading to set-top boxes and cable TV. However... Don't blame the technology, but rather the design used in cheap products. If lights are the problem, return them to the place of purchase. Australian consumers spent 22% more on digital video services during 2013 over the previous year as more online retail services started to become available. Australia, which is already the second biggest user of legitimate download and streaming services for film and TV per capita, spent $143 million on online video-on-demand services such as QuickFlix and buying television shows and movies through online stores like iTunes. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions.
www.wia.org.au. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the Northern Territory. And it can be heard on repeaters 146900, 146950, or and or frequencies 14.337, 10.137, 7.193, 3.155. And I am Carl with a K. Call sign Victor Kilo HGIL for whiskey. WIA Board Talk and the WIA directors are actively supporting the PR for Amateur Radio Expo. When the idea of a concentrated effort to publicise amateur radio was first mentioned, the very busy WIA Board of Directors eagerly embraced the concept. Now, with less than a month to go, WIA President Phil Waite, VK2, ASD and other WIA directors are set to either visit an expo station or maybe even get on air in support. The WIA, late last year with a few clubs and individuals, took part in the hobby exhibitions, Eurisco in Melbourne and the Mini Maker Fair in Sydney's Powerhouse Museum. WIA learnt a lot from these two events, including showing to many hobbyists that modern amateur radio can handle telemetry for their experiments and other practical experimentation. Now, next month, through the PR for Amateur Radio Expo, we have a concentrated effort to show what amateur radio can offer the community. This can be a club having a public event or exercised by an individual to show what we do is relevant to a modern technological age and easily assessed through the Foundation Licence. The Wireless Institute of Australia wants clubs, organisations and individuals to think about how they can be involved in the PR for Amateur Radio Expo, held during the period April 13 to 15. Visit the What's On column of wia.org.au for more details on this exciting event. Each week in Q News, the local VK4 area club news, which is broadcast immediately following this, VK1 WIA National News, we hear from Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. Now, hot on the heels of PR for Amateur Radio Expo and something that Jeff has been, well, talking about for probably the seven or eight years that he's done his little column, which is entitled, That's What I Think, How About You? Jeff has got something that I think we should share with all of VK. A few weeks only, and we have the Transformed National Field Day coming to your community as PR for Amateur Radio. I've spoken of regenerating clubs by getting new blood into the hobby. As if by coincidence, Amateur Radio magazine arrived in the letterbox and, yes, I did download the trial PDF version too. One article that strikes me in this month's issue is two pages of reading. No dot points, cartoons or photos. Just old-fashioned writing covering pages 22 and 23. Written by Kevin VK3CKC, amateur radio promotion should be compulsory reading for all club committee members. I'll say it again. This article should be compulsory reading for club committees. In a simple and straightforward way, Kevin explains how to get the breaks that make community read media interest. It is not only the breaks, but the practical features of how best to use these opportunities. If you were selling something and wanted the best price, you would advertise. 
Now, if your radio club is so cruddy that you wouldn't give it away, then I suppose you would do nothing. If your radio club is good enough to sell to the public, then why not use the best techniques? I mean, we wouldn't be radio amateurs if we didn't think this was a pretty good pastime. Maybe you don't have a club in your area. Now's the time, the opportunity to present some good public relations. Maybe this could be the start of another radio club for you. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Surrey Satellite Technology SSTL, a 30th birthday celebration for UOSAT 2, Oscar 11. UOSAT 2 was launched on the 1st of March 1984 from the Vandenberg Air Force Base in the USA and carried some novel payloads, including a digitalker. Today, UOSAT 2 still transmits its VHF telemetry on a regular 11-day cycle. Although the satellite's batteries are exhausted after some 160,000 charge cycles, and transmissions are now detectable only when it's in sunlight. However, the telemetry continues to be tracked by amateur radio satellite enthusiasts worldwide using the predictable transmissions to help calibrate their equipment. Florida Governor's Hurricane Conference The 28th Annual Governor's Hurricane Conference will be held on the 11th of May to the 16th at the Rosen Centre Hotel and Orange County Convention Centre in Orlando, Florida. This conference also features an impressive presence of amateur radio and ARIS members. Radio Amateurs of Canada partners up with RF Finder. Radio Amateurs of Canada and RF Finder have announced a new business agreement effective March 1st. As of that date, Radio Amateurs of Canada has endorsed RF Finder as the official worldwide repeater directory for all Canadian amateur radio operators. RF Finder is described as a steadily growing worldwide repeater directory and in addition to single site machines, RF Finder also lists IRLP, Echolink, Allstar, D-Star, Moto Turbo and even Winlink information in over 175 countries. Canadian hams purchasing the RF Finder application will financially benefit the Radio Amateurs of Canada through the terms of this new agreement. SA AMSAT expands its school satellite project. South Africa AMSAT has expanded its call for schools to submit proposals for small scientific projects to be included in the Kletzkus CubeSat project. Each proposal will be evaluated and the five most original and practical ones will be selected to build a prototype. The school projects selected to build prototypes will be invited to make a brief presentation at the South Africa AMSAT Space Symposium to be held on the 23rd of May at the Innovation Hub in Pretoria. The closing date for proposals is the 31st of March. Now let's see what's making news at the Amateur Radio Newsline. The Boston Globe reports on the creation of the Museum of Antiquated Technology in Hanson, Massachusetts, founded by Mark Vess, KC1ACF. The paper describes the museum as being the home to a vast collection of rare antique radios, 
that are being displayed to the public for the first time. The vintage gear was previously owned by Bruce D. Hayden, NI1X of Raynham, who bequeathed his collection to Vess at his death last October. The General Assembly of the Digital Radio Mundial, or DRM Consortium, is scheduled to meet March 26th and 27th at the British Broadcasting Corporation headquarters in central London. Themed DRM in Action, the consortium will invite attendees to consider the benefits of the digital radio standard and its progress towards standardization. The first day of the event will be open to all Digital Radio Mundial members and invited guests from the U.K. and abroad. The morning will be devoted to informative presentations on the benefits of digital radio. In the afternoon, consortium members who are attending will be able to experience DRM while networking in the BBC's Radio Theatre. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Lake Macquarie region, it can be heard on the 146.475 MHz IRLP and Echolink node at midday and 9pm Sundays. I'm John, VK2JJW. Good morning, this is Dennis, VK4AE, WIA coordinator for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day 2014. When you hear this news broadcast, this year's contest will be well and truly in progress over this weekend, the 15th and 16th of March. The duration of the contest will be from Saturday 0100 to Sunday 0059 UTC. While you've left your run a little bit late for this year's field day, there's nothing to stop you from taking part as a home station. You still have a bit of time left to go and to make a few contacts. Give out some numbers and most of all complete and submit your log to verify those contacts. Those portable stations that are still out in the field may be too busy to hear this news service as it goes to air, for they will still be flat out making and logging as the many stations whom they have contacted during this year's field day. While their contest activities will soon be over, the next parts of the field day activity will soon commence. I think, personally, the hardest parts. When the contesting actually ends and the rigs are powered down, the task of dismantling the station commences. This is not a lot of fun as everyone is exhausted for the long effort of taking part. However, careful dismantling of all the field day station is not only desirable but essential as done carefully it makes setting up for the next year's contest that much easier. Tying up the ropes in a tidy fashion, bundling all the components of the portable aerials together, coiling up all of the leads used and carefully tagging each of them saves so much effort later. So once the station has been dismantled and transported safely home, put away in a sensible fashion, aside from sleep, there's not much more to do. However, you must remember that the job is not done until the paperwork is completed. Your log is vital to your effort by recording all of the contacts you have made during those long hours, but it is important in verifying all the contacts that you've made by the other stations. So the log is a two-part document, not just for you, but for everyone else that you have contacted. So please do not forget to complete your log and submit it either electronically to one of the addresses shown on the WIA contest website or by snail mail. Remember, the closing date will be the 19th of April 2014. I am looking forward to receiving your logs this year. Last year, the... uh, well over a thousand stations took part and only 120 took the time and effort to, and bother to submit a log. This meant that most contacts made by most stations were not verified. 
such that this year a change in the rules requiring that if any of you worked any station more than five times on any mode or any band, if you do not submit a log, those additional contacts that you made will not count for the other station. So you owe it to yourself and to the other station to submit your log to verify your hard work. I hope everyone has enjoyed the field day and as soon as the logs are all received, the results will be published as soon as possible after that day. Thank you for taking part. This is VK4AE. Hi, this is Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham and continuing on in operational news in May. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint May 3. 1010 International Summer Contest August 2 and 3. WIA Remembrance Day at the ID Contest August 16 and 17. Manly Warringah Radio Society's Flagpole Contest September. Amateur Radio's International Air Ambulance Week 9 days from September 28. Let's now take a look at Intruder Watch, the Enforcement Zone. Region 3, IIRUMS Coordinator Pity Young, VK3MV. VK, IIRUMS Reflector Email to subscribe intruders at wia.org.au. Intruder Nets, Friday 0730 hours UTC, 7065.5. With VK4CEU, David. Amateur exclusive frequencies where any non-amateur signal is definitely an intruder. Amateur HF spectrum worldwide. 7.050 to 7.100. 14.000 to 14.250. 14.250 to 14.350. No broadcasters. 21.000 to 21.450. 24.890 to 24.990 28.000 to 29.700 Ukraine SZRU active on 20 metres The IARU monitoring system, IARUMS, newsletter reports that Ukraine Foreign Intelligence Service SZRU has been active every Wednesday on 14280 kHz on AM at 10.10 hours UTC. They say female voice spelled numbers and encrypted messages. Location, Rivni, Ukraine. The newsletter also reports that REA-4, Russian Air Force Moscow, was still active on 7018.0 kHz with FSK-100 board and 1000 Hz shift. Harmonics could be measured on 14.036.0, 21.052.0, 28.072.0 kHz on February 28 at about 10.50 UTC. Finally, let's pull up a chair at the QNews workbench. MDSR version 2.8 software now available. Modulator Demodulator Software Radio or MDSR has upgraded its software to bring radio amateurs the best audio quality out of your existing analog rig. This by turning into an intermediate frequency software defined radio. According to the MDSR team, a simple and reversible modification on many analog transceivers is all it takes to connect the down converter to a sound card of the computer running Windows XP, Vista 7 and 8. MDSR works with any symmetrical HF transceiver. Best of all, the MDSR version 2.8 software is free to use for amateur radio operators. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
Hi, this is Richard, BK4RY, President of the Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club. We're looking forward to seeing you here at the 2014 WIA National Conference. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, ISS Ham TV Success. Just last Saturday, March the 8th, test transmissions were made on 2422 MHz using the Ham TV equipment on the International Space Station. The digital TV signal was successfully received and web streamed to the global audience via the BATC website. The Ham TV transmitter is accumulation of over 10 years' work by dedicated volunteers to establish an amateur radio TV transmitter on the ISS. Individual radio amateurs from around the world donated generously, as did several organisations including AMSAT UK and the RSGB. The main mission of Ham TV is to perform contacts between the astronauts on the ISS and school students, not only by voice as now, but now also unidirectional video from the ISS to the ground. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Last weekend, PhoneCube 1 AO73 reached the milestone of having been in space for 100 days. Actually, that should be clarified to mean 100 terrestrial days, as the spacecraft itself has been subjected to more than 1,500 day-night cycles during this time. The FunCube 1 team are grateful for the 500-plus stations who have now been providing FunCube 1 telemetry data to the data warehouse. They now have more than one gigabyte of data in their repository, and this is an amazing effort and achievement from a spacecraft which is only transmitting data at 1,200 bits per second. All of the systems continue to work very well and are in the green. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military Pigeon versus telephone, which one worked best in the trenches? A new BBC World War I documentary describes the various forms of communication systems used in the trenches. It covers telephones and telegraph, runners and dogs, visual signalling, radio and pigeons. Worldwide special interest groups rescue radio. Mumbai Police Wireless have held discussions with amateur radio stations to garner support during an emergency. VU2JPN says that five hams have initially met with the DCP of wireless and introduced to them their systems of wireless networking in Maharashtra by HF, VHF and UHF satellite and trunking methods of communication. They also require parallel support from hams in case of an emergency in the state. Mumbai police require ham radio support from all districts of Maharashtra using HF networks during an emergency in the state. The support will not require mobility, but the hams to operate from their own QTH and pass through emergency-related communications to Mumbai police, state police, officials and other government officials. All hams from Maharashtra have been requested to volunteer. Worldwide Special Interest Group's RAW, Rotarians of Amateur Radio. Raw deems CQ Polio event, the 24 event, a huge success. Most reports are in now from rotary stations throughout Australia, France, Romania, Spain and the USA for the 2014 event, each hoping that CQ Polio will be even bigger next year. 
On the weekend of February the 22nd and the 23rd, Rotarians of Amateur Radio, or the Raw Group, marked Rotary's birthday by highlighting Rotary's plans to rid the world of polio. Australia was four. A special event stations made well over 2,000 contacts. Typical was Wally, VK6YS, VI6Polio, who logged 296 contacts in 46 different countries and had a much higher hit rate on his QRZ page. Other Australians involved were Noel, VK2IWT, VI2Polio, Lee, VK3GK, Peter, VK3KCD and Peter, VK3FSPR, who shared VI3Polio, Diane, VK4KYL, Eliza, VK4FOXE, and Raw World President Bill, VK4ZD, on VI4Polio. From France was John Pierre, F1CFA, battling through the French contest. Coco, YO0BC, he had YO9Polio active, and others. Petit, EA7GSU in Spain was busy, and Dan KB6NU operated as W8P, engaging about the end of Polio Now campaign. Other reports are due in, but Royal President Bill Main, VK4ZD, describes the worldwide response as very satisfying and predicts that CQ Polio will be bigger next year. This is despite recent media reports that immunisation teams are being attacked by rebels. Rotary International wants to end polio by 2018. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the southeast of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5 RMG 146.900 MHz on Sunday mornings at 9am Central Standard Time. I'm Cole, VK58CF. Wrapping up WIA National News for week commencing March 16, 2014. Look at the social scene for March and April. March 23 and VK3 is EMDRC's White Elephant Sale at 10am. March 28 to 30 and VK4, the Bunya Mountains and District AMCOM Camp at Somerset Dam. April 13, 15, right across VK, we've been telling you of this one for a long time. It's PR Amateur Radio Expo. April 18, Worldwide Amateur Radio Day, your gateway to wireless communications. And April 25 in VK3, the Anzac Day event at Ballarat. The Ballarat Footy Oval and Showground saw the formation of the 39th Battalion in World War I and will feature in this year's Anzac Day on April 25. The involvement of amateur radio in the commemoration is driven by John O'Carr, VK3, Fox Mike Popper Bravo, himself formerly from the Australian Navy. The day begins with the Ballarat RSL March at 9.30 and then move to the Ballarat Footy Oval and through a portable amateur radio station with a few other radio amateurs hoping to contact other Anzac Day stations. If you can assist, if you're in the area with a portable station, contact Jono Victor Kilo 3 FMPB Fox Mike Popper Bravo. Now, submitting news items. If you would like to submit news items for inclusion in this, the VK1WIA broadcast, Email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. To submit audio, read the How to Submit Items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. Remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News. Each item will only be broadcast once. If you want a couple of mentions... Submit different slants to keep your event fresh and 
Always, if the newsroom is to read your item, write in the third person. And most important, take the time to present it ready for broadcast. Don't send us URLs. The purpose of WIA News is to rapidly provide news of interest to active amateurs residing in Australia and the globe. We strongly encourage membership in the Wireless Institute of Australia and participation in the activities of local clubs. Now, opinions expressed in WIA News are those of the writers who submit material and do not necessarily reflect those of the rebroadcasters nor the national WIA, but are broadcast in the spirit in which they were submitted. Now, if by chance you have a criticism or a complaint, or even you'd like to find out a little more... We'll certainly do our best to uh, help. And there is a button on wia.org.au in the news section where you can submit to us the, uh, the query that you have and we'll get back to you. But please, write uh, civilly to us. Maybe our uh, censorship page might happen to block you. OK, I'm Graham VK4BB. We will see you next week. And don't forget, PR for Amateur Radio, it's fast approaching. Until then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.